Now, for the first time, scientists have found a dinosaur with signs of an infected joint. This is known as septic arthritis. And this is important because these creatures have an amazing ability to heal themselves from diseases that would normally kill or maim you and me. So if we look at animals like this, we might be able to come up with ways to aid and abet healing in groups like our own, the mammals. Greg Jackson caught up with Dr Jennifer Anne, who made the discovery. So the dinosaur that we found, unfortunately, is very fragmentary. So we only have two bones. But based on those two bones, we can tell it is one of the hadrosaur or duckbill dinosaurs. So ducky from land before time, if you will. But other than that, uh, we're not sure which one. And given that you've only found the radius and the ulna, why are you excited about that? Is it particularly rare for these things to be preserved? Uh, As far as dinosaurs of New Jersey, it's extremely rare. Uh, New Jersey at the time was under the ocean. So you don't usually find dinosaurs going out for a leisure swim miles off the coast. Uh, So any of these fossils really, not only did they die on land, then had to be carried to the ocean, and then you're hoping things like sharks and mosasaurs and crocodiles didn't eat them as well. So you really had to have some, some slim chances for these things to be fossilized. And in fact, there's only been a handful of dinosaur material found in this area, despite uh, people working in this area for vertebrate paleontology for almost 200 years. Why, in particular, are you interested in these East Coast fossils, though? Surely we've got fossils, I'm thinking of T-Rex and all the sort of, I suppose, classic Jurassic Park dinosaurs. (laughs) Yes. The United States is well known for its big dinosaurs. Like you said, T-Rex, Triceratops... During this time in the United States, there was an ocean that actually split the U.S. into two. All those dinosaurs that people really have come to know and love are from the western side. But that means that the eastern side, we really don't know what was going on. And my understanding is, against all odds as well, you managed to find these. But they also sort of suffer from something called pyrite. Can you tell me what that is? So pyrite, it's a mineral. It's known as fool's gold. And anybody who's held pyrite, who's held fool's gold, will notice it smells very metallic. And that's because it holds iron in it. And the problem with iron, as anybody knows who has some gardening tools that they've left out, uh, is that it rusts. So what's basically happening to our fossils that have this mineral pyrite in it is they rust apart and start crumbling away. And it's a real big problem. So I suppose in many ways, against all odds, you've found these bones. But... My understanding is there's something even more remarkable about these two bones that you found. Yes, and that's the fact that they actually show a paleopathology. Pathologies are fairly rare in collections, even amongst ones that have hundreds upon thousands of fossils. So the fact that we have a dinosaur that got fossilized, found in New Jersey, survived this pyrite disease, and in life also survived an injury is extremely rare. (laughs) Against all odd. What was the pathology? Uh, It seems to be something called septic arthritis. So I'm sure a lot of people have heard of arthritis. It affects a lot of us, especially as we get old. Uh, But this particular arthritis, instead of probably happening from old age, probably happened from an infection. So something got in there, a bacteria or some sort, and destroyed the cartilage. And what eventually happened to this poor animal is not only did it lose its elbow joint but probably had its elbow fused and looked a bit like Igor from Frankenstein with a little bit of a a bent, gimpy arm that might not have been too useful as far as walking. Given that this is the first time that we've found this before, how do you actually know that it's septic arthritis? 
unfortunately, with anybody who's stuck with just bones with making a diagnosis, you you're not left with a lot of a lot of evidence. You know, you'd like the whole organism there to really tell you what you have. So what you have to do is really just do process of elimination. You gather up a list from, in our case, the veterinary literature, looking at birds and reptiles and mammals. You look at all the different conditions, and then you just do your yes and no list. The other thing is, you know, being cautious about, is this the first time? We think it is. No one has reported it. But again, more and more people are starting to look at paleopathologies, and more and more people are starting to recognize these things. So we're hoping by saying this, yes, this is septic arthritis, someone can come and look at our paper, and they can do the same checklist. And they'll say, you know what, I think I have also found septic arthritis in this dinosaur. Why do you think it's important to look for things like this, though? I mean, this particular dinosaur is, what, from about 60, 70 odd million years ago? What relevance does it have to today? If we're looking at them as animals, anything that we can learn from them can also be applied to animals today. We know crocodiles are their relatives. We know birds are their relatives. Particular crocodiles are of great interest nowadays for their amazing uh, immunity abilities. So studying some of the physiology of dinosaurs can help us understand some of the physiology of their ancestors and their relatives. And also, I think, a bit humbling to know that bone has had to deal with these kind of things for over 70 million years. So as far as will we ever get rid of these diseases, maybe not. If it's lasted this long, maybe we'll still have to be dealing with septic arthritis in hundreds of thousands of years from now. That was Dr Jennifer Anne, and her work was published this week in the journal The Royal Society Open Science.